Well, thanks for listening to I've Got News For You. If you like it, hit follow or subscribe in your app and you'll get a new episode from us every morning. The 1st of March, 2023. Grace upon grace upon grace. It's turbulent times for the celebrity church Hillsong. From news.com.au. I'm Andrew Buckalo and I've got news for you. I'm sure we've all heard of Hillsong before. It's the church that was founded in Australia in the 1980s before exploding in popularity around the world and picking up famous followers, including Chris Pratt and Justin Bieber. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. But in recent years, the church's reputation has been tarnished by allegations of cover-ups and toxic leadership. Journalist Stephen Drill has spent the past five months investigating the church, and in today's episode, he'll tell us about some of the most shocking things that he's uncovered. What I heard was that Tillsong College was teaching young women to submit to their husbands physically. We'll get underway in just a moment. From news.com.au, this is I've Got News For You. Well, Stephen Drill is an investigative reporter for News Corp Australia and he's got a brand new eight-part podcast series out called Faith on Trial, which is all about the Hillsong Church. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, To start with, can you give me an overview of how Hillsong actually started and how it grew? Well, Bucky, it actually started in 1983. You know, this is the first year that the internet was invented. Hillsong and Brian Houston went out to the hills um, in Balcombe Hills in Western Sydney or northwestern Sydney really and they started in a warehouse that was sort of fold up chairs I spoke to quite a few people who were there at the beginning and it was really small but what they said was that Brian was really charismatic and the music was really really good and that brought everyone in Right, so that's kind of a feature of a Hillsong service is having like loud, thumping rock music almost. Yeah, it didn't. Qu- it was a little bit jangly at the start. There's some really good old clips with um, them looking a little bit more 1970s than 1990s, um, if you have a look on YouTube, where there was a bit more jangly guitars. That actually sort of came in a little bit more towards 1987. There's a singer called Darlene Check. Uh, she was from Brisbane and became like a really world-famous Christian singer. I didn't quite understand how big the Christian rock world was until I started looking into this, but they sell millions of albums. There's a huge market in America for this, and Hillsong became influential not just because of the numbers of people at its own church, but because it was it was getting into the charts in America. Right. Well, how influential did the church get? I mean, how big is Hillsong? Well, now, that's questionable now because we've had the pandemic and I think all religions in the past couple of years, people have lost the habit of actually going to church once a week and that sort of numbers are dwindling. But at one point, Hillsong had churches in six continents. They were in 30 countries. They're saying they've got 150,000 people who attend each week and they they were big in the States too. And I mean, we don't know exactly the numbers if they're they're all um, 100% accurate. But what we do know is that in sort of the late 90s and into the 2000s, Hillsong was getting so big that they actually had a stadium style, style set up in Balcombe Hills. It's like 3,500 seats. John Howard opened it for him in 2002. And I, one of the guys I spoke to, Luke Hilton, I compared it to, say, Billie Eilish. Like they, you know, I saw Billie Eilish in Melbourne a few months ago and it was maybe four nights, probably 40,000 people. Um, Luke was telling me that they would fill that once a week because they'd have seven services on a Sunday and it's three and a half thousand people 
per service and they had a spillover stadium as well, which was also full. So they became massive. And Hillsong isn't just a church, is it? I mean, they've got all kinds of different arms and businesses that they've kind of diversified into. Is that right? Well, they do. They've got a lot of charity businesses. They've got a lot of real estate assets and there's quite a number of different entities that they have. There's Hillsong City Care, there's Hillsong Church Priority Limited. And a lot of those uh, are being looked at at the moment by the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission. Now, say that one three times fast. The Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, they're like the charity's watchdog and they look into seeing if people and, and charities are actually doing the right thing with their tax obligations. Now, they've been looking into Hillsong for the past 12 months or so. They won't even confirm to me that they are looking into it. I've spoken to the minister who's involved in it. He won't confirm what's happening because there's an investigation. So we don't know really what's happening there, but there's a court case at the moment where there's questions about whether Hillsong paid enough tax and whether they were doing the right thing by their obligations to the, uh, the Australian Taxation Office. But in those in that court um, case, they, Hillsong has denied that. They say they did comply with all their taxes and that they say that they were audited by Ernst & Young. Yeah, I believe Hillsong also makes money from its record label, Hillsong Music, which distributes tunes from several Hillsong bands. We are thrilled to be hosting the hugely popular band, Hillsong Hillsong United. United. The group, part of the global Hillsong Church, is featured in a new documentary called Hillsong Let Hope Rise, about its amazing transformation from a small church just outside of Sydney to the international ministry that it has become today. Their latest CD is called Of Dirt and And Grace. Stephen, how else does Hillsong make money? I mean, do they get any money at all from their members? Well, Bucky, now, I had had a bit of time to think about this and I still can't quite get my head around it. When you go to a Hillsong service, and I went to one in Melbourne, they ask for a tithe. Now, I know this is not exclusive to Hillsong, but they want 10% of your income and I'm told you're a better Christian if you give it to them before tax. Wow. What it is, it's this contract or this religious contract is what it seems like, is that the more you give to the church, the more God will bless you, the more God will give you back. So there's this belief that if you give to the church, you will be blessed, you will get that money in return, your business will go better, you'll get that new job, you'll get that new house, you'll get that new visa. These are the things that they actually pray for at the services. There was a laundry list of prayers where it was like, what do you want? What are you praying for? And I mean, maybe it works. Maybe it does get people into the right frame of mind to be positive and and that helps. But there's a lot of other things that happen in life like interest rates or rent rises that can be out of your control. As part of his investigation for the Faith on Trial podcast series, Stephen uncovered some disturbing claims about what goes on at the Hillsong Colleges. He'll reveal all in just a moment. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. From news.com.au. This is I've Got News For You. Now, Stephen, in your podcast series, Faith on Trial, you talk about some colleges that Hillsong has set up. I chose to study at Hillsong College online. It's been amazing and incredible to have my eyes open to the depths of God's word. And through studying online, I feel like it's helped me to do what it is that God's called me to do. So, Stephen, how many of these colleges are there and what courses do they offer? Well, there's one big college in Sydney. Uh, it's in Norwest, which 
I had to look twice at the sub at the suburb and Google that because I didn't believe it was a real suburb, but it's called Norwest. It's near Bolcom Hills. And there they actually teach ministry and theology. So it's a TAFE course. Um, you know, for, for your listeners, probably a lot of people have gone to TAFE. Um, uh, they can do that in ministry or you can do a university course in theology. And these are fee help places. They're actually supported by those government-backed loans, which you'd get if you went and did hairdressing or if you did beauty or if you went and did a, an arts degree um, at you know, the University of New South Wales. So they they do teach that there, but... What they also do, and this is on Hillsong's website, this is not me making claims, this is literally there in black and white. Hillsong asks people about their sexual sins, their words, not mine, their sexual sins when they come to Hillsong College. They're asked if they've had sex in the past 12 months, if they've gotten drunk in the past 12 months, or if they've watched porn in the past 12 months. And a lot of these people who go there, they can be like 19-year-old girls who are moving from overseas because a lot of, because of Hillsong's reach, so many people come from Canada, from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, from all these different places. They've gone all the way away from their family and in their first couple of weeks at Hillsong, these are the questions they get asked. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Um, in Faith on Trial, you've uncovered some more pretty disturbing claims about these colleges and what goes on there and what the students are taught. Can you tell me some of that? Well, and again, this is one of those times as a journalist, sometimes you hear things and you go, oh, that, that doesn't sound right. That can't be true. Um, but what I heard was that Tilson College was teaching young women to submit to their husbands physically. Uh, and that was part of lectures at Hillsong College. And so I heard this and went, mm, okay, let's bring someone else. And they said the same thing. And then another person and then another person and then another. I, I actually wrote in the paper that there was five women who had confirmed or, or stated that they'd heard the same thing, that women were told to physically submit to their husbands. Now, that seems to me, uh, yeah, well, that's not, let's not take my view of it. Uh, Andrew Wilkie, who's the uh, independent MP for Clark in Tasmania, he heard about this and he actually wrote to New South Wales Police Commissioner Karen Webb demanding an investigation and they've asked anyone who has any complaints to actually come forward and share their views about what's happened and, and share, their, share their details and, and the words were further particulars on that because they think there's, there's a concern there that this is what's being taught at Hillsong College. Now, Stephen, let's talk about Hillsong founder Brian Houston, who's been married to his wife Bobby since the 1970s and who last year resigned from the megachurch. He restores my soul. What a powerful thought that is, to think that God is a restorer of a person's soul. Now, Brian's had his fair share of controversies over the years. I believe there was an incident in 2013 and in 2019. What can you tell me about these? The details we have on this, Bucky, is from a leaked video that Phil Dooley, he's the new global pastor of Hillsong, he's replaced Brian. Uh, but in a video in March 2022, he actually spoke to 800 Hillsong leaders where he went through what was claimed about Brian. Uh, now, Brian denies this, so we'll just make that clear. But uh, Phil says that in 2013, uh, according to this leaked video, that uh Brian sent a text message to a woman who was in Hillsong, which was inappropriate. It was words to the effect of, I want to kiss and cuddle you. Now, I'm not sure if that's a verbatim repeat of that uh, text message, but that's how Phil described it. And then in 2019, Brian was at the Pullman Hotel in Sydney's Olympic Park. It's out near, yeah, I think it's called a core stadium now. um, And he's, he's at the hotel there drinking in the bar and he ends up in the wrong hotel room. He knocks on this woman's door. He's in there for 40 minutes. Now, 
the exact nature of what happened in there is, is not clear, mm-hmm. uh, but both Brian and the woman say that no sexual activity happened. But in both of these cases, the women complained to Hillsong, and in both of these cases, Hillsong paid them some money, um, and Brian paid the church back uh, because he didn't think it was fair the church had uh, be, be out of pocket in that. But in November 2022, Brian released a video. It's this 13-minute video where he goes in and talks about how he didn't resign because of what was claimed about him, Those that text message and that hotel room incident. He said he resigned because the church had just put out enough information to pour shame on him, his words, um, but not enough to sort of explain exactly what happened. Now, in 2021, Brian Houston was dealt another blow when he was charged by police. We'll find out what he's been accused of and at what point the trial's at in just a moment. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. From news.com.au, this is I've Got News For You. In 2021, Brian Houston was charged by police and his trial started late last year. Stephen Drill explains. Just behind me in this building, which from the outside kind of looks like a department store, is actually a court. It's at this court where Brian Houston... He's fighting a charge that he concealed the sexual abuse of his father, Frank Houston, in 1970. Do you have anything to say to the victims of your father? The court heard that Frank confessed to his crimes, even paying off the victim, Brett Sengstock, $10,000. But now in 2023, Brian Houston has pleaded not guilty to failing to report that matter to police. The court was played a video of Brian addressing just this issue way back in 2004. I found out that my own father who I love, incidentally, while he was still a pastor in New Zealand 30 years ago, or more, around there, had conducted himself in a manner that was predatory and that involved victims. And I'll be honest with you, at that moment, personally, it was like twin jets flying into the twin towers. The case against Brian centres on whether he had a reasonable excuse not to report the matter to police. Houston testified that Brett Sandstock didn't want to go to the police. But Brett says he thought the $10,000 payment was hush money. He told the court, it was for my silence. I've got no doubt about that. Brian was chased by reporters, desperate for answers, after he left the first day of the trial. Do you still have a valid excuse for not telling authorities about your dad's pedophilia? Brian Houston's case isn't over yet. It's due to come back for closing arguments in June 2023. Now, I just want to stress again that Brian Houston has pleaded not guilty to that charge. Uh, Stephen, you spent five months investigating Hillsong for your new podcast series, Faith on Trial. What shocked you the most about what you learnt? Well, Bucky, I thought there would be a lot of details about the finances. That was where I'd sort of initially uh, focused on on my questions. But 
I'm really surprised uh, about the way that women are treated in Hillsong, mm. uh, according to what they tell me, and, and the questions that they're asked, and the invasion of privacy, and then the the, the, the lack of balance in relationships. Um, which, again and again, I've spoken to dozens of people, and their their stories all, all match, and they're all independent from each other, but they all keep coming up with the same allegations. Well, you can hear more about those allegations in Stephen's new eight-part podcast series called Faith on Trial. It's available with a subscription and features exclusive audio and video interviews. You can get it right now by downloading your local News Corp title news app via the App Store. All right, that's all we've got time for today. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.